0: The Magic Mike Show. Where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show. Tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show. You can trust the show is the bomb. Because it's being brought to you
1: by RacingDudes.com.
0: What's up, everybody? I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. And this is the Magic Mike Show, episode 489, Mr. Somich. Mm-hmm. Huzzah! Hey, we're getting close to 500. and just now realizing that. Yeah, 11 shows away from that. Just keeps rolling, baby. You never know. Keeps, up, keeps on rolling. Uh, horse racing kept on rolling over the weekend in uh, some big grade one races and some big performances we'll be excited to talk about. So uh, everything good in the horse racing world. How about you?
1: How did you do tournament-wise this past weekend? I was frustrating. I qualified for a ton of tournaments on Saturday and Sunday and then uh, just zeroed out on all of them. I had like Saratoga was wildly different. And by the way, congratulations, Pedlo. He cashed an $8,000 pick five on uh, on Saturday. So a heck of a pick five there for Pedlo. Nice. He added that seven on the turf race, which was uh, one of the difficult ones. Saratoga just had some, some wild long shots that were coming in. And apparently, anything Adam Rice puts on the turf at Saratoga, just use and include because he is now—I think it's like five for his last seven over the Saratoga surf, something crazy like that. Had a nice conversation with Doc, and he goes, "Is—is is he related to Rice?" I'm like, "Jerry Rice?" He's like, "No, Linda Rice." <laughs> the answer is yes. He is—he uh, is—he is Linda Rice's uh, cousin, I guess, or nephew, something like that. <laughs> Jerry Rice. I didn't He's, put dude Doc dude even together, know what Jerry Rice Perry is Rice, Adam. <laughs> doc sent me back a picture of him holding jerry rice's hand too so it all kind of worked out it fit of course
0: yeah. <laughs> shoddy noticing we were early we started well okay so we pushed the show an hour because mike didn't have power until very recently but yes we started a minute earlier than we published we would so
1: yeah yeah it's go. a phenomenal thing when your power company tells you you're not gonna have power from 8 p.m to 4 a.m and you're like that seems odd that they're gonna be working on the power through the middle of the night and then at 8 a.m. your power goes out and you're like, oh, oh, they missent the text. That's that's pretty sweet. But we're back, <laughs> baby. We got power back now. We got power back.
0: We got some grade one races some beer Cup prep races to talk about. Let's get into it, buddy. Riders up. I'm Mike, the Beverly D Stakes, a uh, grade one race at Colonial Downs, the ninth race this past Saturday, and uh, scratched down just a field of five older Phillies and Bears, in for a Breers' Cup winning in for the Philly Turf. Fev Rover win, she's the three to five favorite, she had it easy, very slow early. What do you make of this race? Can you take any lessons from this race moving forward?
1: Not a ton. I mean, we had Dia to scratch out, who was probably going to be your favorite in this spot. I, I know I had her on top, um, and so when mm-hmm. she scratched out, I kind of scratched into Fed Rover here. I, the one takeaway I would say is it kind of flatters the Diana even more, where Whitebeam was able to run down in Italian. So I think Whitebeam kind of gets a, a notch up from here. Uh, Fed Rover, the last three races, just been phenomenal. Then the Nassau, actually the last four now, I guess. Grade One EP Taylor ran well, but came back off the layoff, ran huge in the Nassau, big in the Diana, then comes back. Able to take down the grade one Beverly D. I'm not sure I really want to use her moving forward because I still think she's a cut below the division. I don't think we have the best horses we were going to see in here. But, um, you know, you got to give her credit, tip of the hat, for, for being able to get the job done here. But to me, again, this this flatters that white beam in Italian race even more.
0: Yeah, I agree. The Diana Stakes that from Saratoga, that was the race that I was thinking of as well. Um, it's, it's interesting. Feb over very slow early, 25, 50, but then – 113 and three so she sped it up in the middle and she still had plenty left to kick away and Gina romantica a good horse to be kicking away from in that situation um yeah not too uh not much else to learn from that fev rover punches her ticket to the breeder's cup philly Bear turf she injects some sort of a pace presence but you know without seeing the field and knowing who else is going to be in that race right now especially from the europeans it's kind of hard to compare uh another one that's a little hard to compare and i don't know it, especially with the news about up to the marks injury and he's going to miss the breeders cup turf now the older male division wide open set piece rallies from last of 11 <laughs> wins going away. We all saw this coming right in the Arlington million uh, gets it. First horse to ever get the Arlington double won the grade three Arlington stakes at Churchill Downs, and then wins the Arlington Million at Colonial Downs in the same year. No horse has ever done it
1: before. I don't think I've seen, when you look at the actual chart, I don't think I've seen a chart like this where if you look at set piece, it's just 11, 11, 11, 11, all the way to the three-quarter mark, (laughs) and then three, a length and a half back, two ahead. I mean, just a phenomenal kick here. We've talked about set piece a lot on here, and I think this is just kind of goes to show you you got to get the right price on set piece. Uh, It's been sub $2 the last two times, able to get it done one, but not get it done at the Wise Dan. Then you go here and you get five to one, six to one. So it's the right time to be backing set piece here. I think we talked about this when, uh, I don't know, probably three years ago, four years ago. This just feels like a division you shouldn't be playing the favorite, where you just kind of need to take a price almost every single time. Because these horses are all so trip dependent that I'm not really confident any one horse is significantly better than another. That I'm never going to be willing to like play horses here in this group of five to two or prices like that when you've got these bigger fields going long on the turf.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think if he shows up anywhere before the Breeders' Cup, uh, set piece is going to be two to one, seven to five in that's spot. Nothing that you want to do. Uh, worth noting is Charles B brings up set the track record at Colonial Downs for a mile and a quarter on the turf. Now they're not used to having these big Grade One races there, but that's still something that's uh, notable and something set in stone. I thought this Santine ran the best race of anyone in, in this because the horse would, all the way from the 11 post, he has to break out the farthest wide of anyone. He goes like three, four wide through that first turn, goes wide down the back stretch. He's up on this super hot pace. You see how they, they went 22 and four, 46 and three, like they were cooking early and everyone else that was with him, strong quality, poops out. He's seventh, uh, Atone, masterpiece. They were third and fourth. They've finished 10th and 11th. He stayed on for a second. At one point, I thought, my God, Santino's going to win this damn thing, even though it's not at Churchill Downs. So I thought a good race from him. Uh, curious what his odds will be next race.
1: Yeah, I mean, we talk about this a lot when you look at these charts. Look at where, you know, how the horse is grouped out in the finish. When you look at this one, it's, it's wildly interesting to me because at the half-mile pole, well, let's go to the quarter pole because it makes my argument even better. The winner's 11th, third place is 10th, fourth place is 9th. Fifth place is eighth. Sixth place is seventh. Like, literally the opposite yeah. order of what they were running in early. And Santine right there, too early, is the only horse that was in anywhere near the early pace that was able to hold on. You look at the, the bottom half of the chart. Atone, third, ends up last. Masterpiece, fourth, ends up second to last. Strong Tide, sixth, ends up third to last. Uh, Catnip, fifth, ends up fourth to last. And your, your early leader, Strong Quality, ends up seventh uh, in this spot. So you have... Essentially, all of the pace backs up except Santine. You mentioned he was wide on both of the turns as well. So I, I thought Santine ran a heck of a race. Uh, again, I'm not all that interested in backing him at a short price next time out. I would be interested to see if he gets some type of easier spot where there, there is not as much pace, because this actually drew quite a bit of pace for one of these longer turf races, set up really well for Piece to come from off it. But uh, Santine ran huge here. I thought Adamo ran really well here as well, just kind of didn't get loose as early as Piece did. This is one of those spots where, you know, Flo was able to weave through, then go wide and just storm down the outside. Uh, I, the trip, if the trip was better for Adamo, I thought he might have been up there with him. But uh, to me, Santine probably ran the best race. There was some
0: uh, odd betting going on versus the morning line in this race too, because uh, strong quality it was your 92 second choice, almost a favorite, and wasn't he like 12 to one on the morning line? Like, there's, he there was a, a lot of discrepancies, major discrepancies there.
1: Yeah, I mean the the morning line was all over the place, and when you look at some of the prices that they went off, I think Atone was seven to two on the morning line. Um, Atone ended up going off, I think it was like 11 to 1, 12 to 1. 12 um, to 1, yeah. Your, your, and that was your morning line favorite, I believe it was. Uh, Hamo was 10 to 1 on the morning line and went off as your favorite at 4 to 1, essentially, uh, 4.2 to 1. So we saw a lot of movement here from the morning line to what the actual off odds were. Uh, it just kind of shows you how wide open this division is. So I'm, I'm not going to go and like <clears throat> blast the morning line here because you could legitimately make a case as to why Atone was the morning line favorite, right? I mean, when you look at, at what he has done, He's a grade one winner. I mean, I I don't not going to completely knock the seven to two number. Uh, I think it was probably high at 10 to one. But I was surprised that Hama went off as the favorite here as well. I mean, so the morning line, I think this is one of those divisions that's tough to kind of make the morning line, especially when you see the favorites go off at over four to one. I mean, when was the last time we had a 11 horse field here and you had two horses vying for favoritism at essentially four to one and nine to two? It is a bummer, again, that we lost uh, up to the mark to the injury. They're
0: backing off of him until he won't return until after the Breeders' Cup because I think he, we would agree he was far and away the best American older turf horse. And looking at who's in this race, and like, all right, Set Piece is definitely going to take a bunch of money next time out. Put him in there with Set Piece. I mean, we all know who we're going to take, but up to the mark. Missing from that. So is Set Piece the top older turf
1: horse beyond a mile? Um, I mean, it's so hard to say. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give anyone that that general booking. His top hearse, turf horse over a mile right now, just because of how wide open it is. I would also argue some of the California horses might actually make an impact on it. Damato's got a couple of good ones in his stable that I think are running well right now, and and there's just not any world beaters here. When you go up and down this list, it's a bunch of good horses, or very good horses, but no one who's you like wow, that's that horse should have been the favorite. So if you run this this race fifty times, I mean, Set Piece probably wins five of them. Does that make him the best horse? Like It's it's hard to say just because of how even this division is right now.
0: One division that I don't think is that even is that he's proven time and again, Casa Creed in the mile division uh, is just absolutely superb. And despite not getting respect, that's a back-to-back races. as Annapolis went off as the favorite against him, Mike. But Casa Creed gets it done at Saratoga, wins the four-star day handicap for the second straight year. British Cup winning year in for the turf mile, which will be at San Anita. And it sounds like they're going to wait on Casa Creed and just Train him up to the Breeders' Cup. So, first of all, you got to be excited that your old friend at seven still winning these big grade one races.
1: I mean, I posted a picture of his saddlecloth for winning the, the four-star Dave, and now he does it back-to-back years. Casa <laughs> Creed, the minute he retires, is going to have a stakes race at Saratoga named after him at this point. I mean, what he's been able to do at Naira is just phenomenal. And You mentioned it. I mean, look, I picked Annapolis in this spot. I thought you were going to get a different ride from Annapolis, and that that ride would make it impossible for Casa Creed to run him down. Well, guess what? You got a different ride from annapolis annapolis did everything right here yeah casa creed still went ahead and ran him down late so you just kind of have to tip your hat here to casa creed i mean annapolis is a legit miler too this is one of the horses that we talked about early in the years being possibly the best turf miler and now you've had casa creed beat him in two different ways twice once in front of him and holding him off this time running him down when he got the jump on him uh just a really really special horse I, i can't think of any other horse that has won the same race, same grade one race. He's now won the Jaipur twice at Belmont, and he's won the four-star T- Dave twice at Saratoga to so two separate grade ones, one sprinting, one going one mile. I, just a super, super special horse to do that at two different tracks on the same circuit, and now at seven years old, possibly the best version of Casa Creed that we have seen after all this time.
0: Can argue with anything you're saying there.
1: It's it's been so fun to follow this horse from the very
0: beginning when he first tried turf and you were all over him, in that spot. Um, and and again, at seven years old, it's part of the reason he's in training at seven is you look at his breeding and not too many people are rushing to buy, you know, offspring of you know Jimmy Creed's sons or you know out of Bellamy mares. Not a ton of commercial value there, but it's just so great that we get to see him out there and keep racing. Uh, at this point, if you're in Napolis you just gotta hope that that horse that you get to jump on him and that. Casa Creed has to go around like 18 from the rear. That's the only chance you have of beating
1: this horse. Well, you, you got to run it the same way you did. This is this was in Apples' best chance to win, right? It was, yep. it was get in front of Casa Creed and make Casa Creed run you down. Uh, the California turf, obviously different than the New York turf, and so it will be interesting to see how he adjusts to that. I mean, we, we mentioned how much success that Casa Creed has had in New York now. Uh, if I run through and look at his, his past performances – I don't. I see one San Anita effort, ran pretty well in, pretty well in the Kilroy Mile, but ended up a length back in six that day. Um, so doesn't have a ton of experience over the mm-hmm. San Anita turf course. He's been successful in Kentucky, successful in Florida, obviously wildly successful in New York. Uh, and this puts him close to the $2.5 million mark as well, which is just wild to think about when you think about what Casa Creed started at as a turf horse and how this career has just been built up. Just a super cool horse. Uh, what, what are we now 9 for 33 lifetime, 10 additional finishes in the money, I shipped overseas multiple times. I mean, this is just one of the better racehorses in training. What do you think from a sire perspective? Do you think this is a horse that could end up being a stallion? Because he can do it at different distances. He's shown being be able to go early with the speed. He's been able to run horses down. He's shown versatility, clearly very sound to be able to run 39 times at this level or 34, three times at this level. Yeah, I mean, would you be interested if he's standing there for 15 to take a shot with him?
0: If he's in a regional program maybe. Wow. Like if he was in like no if he was standing in California, there's nothing about him that like screams this is going to have tons of, you know, success unless if it's a California bread program or a Florida bread program, then yes, but uh I need that little extra boost there to make it worth the value.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I would love to see him stand in New York. Put him on the same farm as War Dancer up by Saratoga and see what happens because you don't have a ton (laughs) of really good turf stallions that are standing in New York. And Casa Creed would be one of those that people would absolutely love up there. It'd be great to have him go to the track, too, after he's retired and be able to have him there. And it's like, I'm telling you, you're going to have a a big time race named after Casa Creed at Saratoga after this performance.
0: Uh, Well, another race ahead of big time performance, uh, one before it actually, race eight, there was the grade two Saratoga special stakes, a field of six two-year-olds. Going six and a half for, yeah, six and a half furlongs on the dirt. Rhyme Schemes, the even money favorite, and he draws off and wins. Like it, nine and a half length winner uh, for trainer Norm Cassie here. Uh, Anything out of this race that interests you specifically?
1: um i mean rhyme schemes does he was awfully good that uh, was one of those performances where like sometimes you have even money shots that win but you're not that impressed sometimes they do what rhyme schemes does you're like okay that's a runner and this was a you know son of ghost zapper so you should be able to stretch rhyme schemes out uh, you're going to see him in the hopeful. I would assume you're going to see his very short price on him in the hopeful. I love the fact that this horse is tactical. Uh, when you stretch this horse out, should be able to sit close to any type of pace he wants or set the pace if he wants. So you have to think that stretching out is gonna be an issue for Rhyme Schemes. Uh after seeing what we saw in California. This, to me, is your early Breeders' Cup watch for the two-year-old Colt division. The Breeders' Cup Juvenile right now goes through rhyme schemes. Obviously, it's really early. We're going to see a ton of other horses. But mm-hmm. this is the best performance we've seen from a two-year-old after what we saw from Mooth over the weekend at, at Del Mar. Yeah, Pedlo, Colin, this is the one you
0: were all over. Uh, had this peg-like, uh, let you finish that sentence. Kevin B., I love the Fox broadcast talking how that Alice performance was track-aided and then instantly being shut up. It is kind of fun when you see... That happened to people. (laughs) Not so much what happens to you, but it is fun to watch that happen, especially when you disagree, right? Like you really liked that Alice Park effort.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the the buyer seems wildly high when you see a ninety four buyer come in for that, um, especially for a two year old race. And and, you know, you could say the horse regressed a little bit with an eighty six year. Probably wasn't a ninety four buyer. They were probably right. It was track aided. But even if it was track aided by ten points, it was still easily the highest buyer coming in here. And I, there wasn't any other world beaters in here. I mean, your second choice, Hall, was, is an army mule horse. Army mule, by the way, just a phenomenal sire. Go look up his stats sometime. He's pretty much 20% at everything. Uh, and I respected Hall, but at the same time, what, what rhyme schemes had been able to do, the body of work was just so much better than the rest of this field. I was kind of surprised this one wasn't one of those two to five, three to five shots, but because it was Mark Cassie, not Todd Pletcher or Chad Brown at Saratoga. You got a little bit better of a price. And it was Santana instead of Irad. And so there was enough going for it from a connection perspective. This horse didn't get bet down as low as it probably should have. Uh, Market Street, the runner-up, broke his maiden on debut at Ellis
0: uh, in June, was sixth in the Sanford Stakes, and then gets second here. Uh, so three career starts. This is a Dwayne Lucas horse. Over under
1: four and a half more starts between now and Malibu Day. Um probably over if it's dwayne lucas i would i would always take the over on more starts um yeah <laughs> we'll see what happens here with market street i mean look ends up running a good second here i, I thought you know was able to set what was a, a pretty quick pace for this race mm-hmm. they didn't exactly fly home you can see that last uh last 16th of a mile and, and basically 6.3 seconds or three six and three fifth seconds so you gotta think that this may be a little bit uh, like you wouldn't think this horse has distance issues though because it's quali- street sense and quality road I wouldn't be shocked if Market Street is a little bit better stretching out and you eventually see this horse like matter in some of the Kentucky early points races as a pace threat that can take take the field gate to wire going you mm-hmm. know a mile or seven furlongs or a mile and 16th at Churchill where you have the short finish line and favors speed so I'd, I'd keep an eye on Market Street especially if you get a race where he seems to be lone speed and trying two turns for the first time
0: yeah, great point. Yeah, it's, as long as that horse has got four legs that are going the same general direction, you know, the horse Lucas is gonna run a lot there. Uh, some funny comments in the uh, chat about Paula Duca. Uh We've had that. We've had those discussions ourselves. If you've ever seen him uh, lately, it's well, let's just say, if, if you were the network, I don't know how you're not embarrassed by that one. But I do see Shadi talking about she's got eyes. For Prince of Monaco, let's talk about that horse, the fourth race, a Sunday at Del Mar. Yep, yeah, Sunday at Del Mar. Uh, the great three best pal stakes, and you had Muth in here, the Bob Baffert trainee, who's coming off that super impressive debut win at Santa Anita, you got Juan Hernandez riding him, so he's one to two favorite, and Prince of Monaco dusted him at nine to five. Uh, found out afterwards, because we were like, oh, the Flavian Pride, it's interesting that he's just in Del Mar for this one day. He wasn't here for Saturday, he's just here for Sunday. Pratt said after the race, he said, Baffert called me and said he had a two-year-old for me if I could come out and ride it. So here I am. <laughs> like, that must be
1: nice. <laughs> it's a pretty good reason to jump on the plane. I, 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 You know, we just did where Mike was right. This would be where Mike was wrong. I mean, if you go back and you watch the Los Al race and you watch the Santa Anita race for Prince of Monaco and Muth, Muth looked like just a dominantly better horse than Prince of Monaco because Prince of Monaco looked... I'm not going to say he was like a stumble bunny ish, but like when you watched him in the stretch, he wasn't, he didn't open up on nearly as good a horses nearly as much. It just was not a very impressive race. Um, I was surprised Muth didn't just go out and dominate this race from the start. Uh, they went 21 and three. Obviously that's very fast. But Muth was able to do that when he, was, when he broke his maiden. He was a, a super quick maiden early winner and was able to go gate to wire here. Trench went out and got the lead for him. Um, I thought that Muth was going to go gate to wire here. Prince of Monaco, clearly the better horse once he was able to switch gears and get going. Had the better trip because he was able to sit behind that pace and make a move. Uh, but the, the Pratt tip of the hat, like afterward, Pratt saying that kind of lets you know Prince of Monaco probably should have been the favorite here, not Muth, just because of that information that Baffert gave him a call and asked him to fly in for the ride. Shadi, uh,
0: confirming what we heard reported earlier today, 103 buyer for Prince of Monaco. That says that this is the best two-year-old male right now. Is that the case?
1: Um, I, look, I'm not going to – some of these early buyers are just – wickedly wrong because of how you grade buyers and so i'm not going to go out and say he's the best two-year-old right now like to me i I actually thought uh rhythm was the the better horse on saturday from just of how the races played out perspective i thought this played out perfectly for prince of monaco who got a target to run at and let's be honest outside of the two bafferts there was nothing in here so like you had absolutely no concerns as long as you just run those two down um uh, so i would i would still lean toward the new york circuit i think we found out prince of monaco is baffert's best two-year-old right now or at least the best two-year-old that we have seen we know that we kind of see some of his two-year-olds a little bit later so we'll see what else he unveils here at del mar and then moving forward but uh right now i'd say prince of monaco is the best on the west and rhyme schemes the best on the east
0: uh one more race we'll talk about it's back saturday at del mar the sixth race this was the grade three sorrento stakes two-year-old phillies uh, the local prep for the Delmar debutant Dreamfire gets the job done gate to wire super impressively here uh, at seven to two odds. And uh, tip of the cap to you. This was a race that you had, uh, you had, you correctly called Dreamfire. You had Benedetta as your other pick there, so good job there. It uh, earned you a bottle of tequila. So congratulations on that one as well. And I'm thankful that it wasn't me. Uh, what did you think about this race here?
1: Um, look, I mean, this is, we talked about this on Thursday. This is why watching replays are important. Like I I just, if if you were able to throw out the duo race, because if you go back and you watch it and you watch how that race was run, it it made this race a lot easier to handicap because you were throwing out duo, you were throwing out, uh, you're in trouble. Um, and who else you're throwing out? There's someone else who you got to throw out because of that race. Um, and, and that made it a lot easier to kind of narrow it down. Um, so Dreamfire going gate to wire was nice. I was kind of surprised that anyone went gate to wire. I was kind of expecting that someone would come from just off it to be able to win this. Uh, but Berrios put Dreamfire on the lead, and the horse just didn't stop. I mean, it's just that simple. The fact that you go 21 and 345 and just keep on going made it very, very tough for anyone to catch it. Benedetta had to run wide through the whole, the whole stretch or the whole, whole turn. That made it hard for Benedetta to make a make a move, and I, look, it's funny when you go back and you watch some of those races because that's like the, the replay key to me isn't just watching the race, it's watching how the horses are moving and how the race was won, and that duo race, the way Duo won it, you felt like the other horses lost and Duo didn't win, and that made it hard for me to go in there and want to play Duo at a short price.
0: Yeah, we had talked about it uh, as part of the Magic Mike show, which if you'd Frankenstein together Mike and I's tickets, you did. You would have cashed on that pick five. So uh, hopefully you did that, or at least you d- you took our opinions and were able to make a winning ticket out of there. I know you were four for five, and and uh, you were very frustrated because closing remarks is who got you right at the wire. Well, I had closing remarks. You had closing remarks. Who was the one that you didn't have? I don't even remember now. There are too many races <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> uh the dream, dream fire ones listen uh baffert usually gets the of the two-year-olds oh. grade, usually the males are better so i'll give you that that's something you like to say a lot
1: yeah i, I usually like the males better than the females specifically with baffert oh, and, and specifically the west the west coast females just have not been as good the last five years it's a, it's a trend mm-hmm. that has just continued here um i didn't single the freaking four to five baffert horse
0: oh pastor t that.
1: Yeah, because of that, because I went three deep and my by the way, my 21 morning line ran third, at least ran well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I ended up not singling that horse because I didn't single that horse. I, lost, I missed two legs because I didn't go deep enough. I had both horses on the grid, but neither used because I didn't single.
0: Well, there you go. There's our thoughts on the the stakes from the past weekend there. Uh, kind of a shorter show, but not uh, a ton happening outside of those uh, races. Things are going to be heating back up. We've got the Travers stakes in two weeks, so we're going to be uh, building up over at RacingDudes.com uh, for that. Uh, also looking ahead, the Alabama stakes. That's going to be the big race this week in the Delmar Oaks. Colson wants to come say hi on the show. Hi, buddy. <laughs> uh, but. but you want to come say hi to daddy okay mike what are you th- what are you looking forward to this weekend
1: uh i mean i'm looking forward to this week actually we've got pick six carryovers at Colonial. we got a pick six carryover at saratoga so a couple nice midweek options there uh and then we've got I-, I mean look i have been so delmar's been phenomenal okay first off the whole meet's been great the bombs have been crushing i've done wildly good did well in the tournament there so belmont the delmar's been awesome the whole weekend, I went four of five on the pick fives with press tickets on every single sequence. So really frustrating. The pick six, wildly frustrating to have the nine as a single and to not have the four and the 12 that ran that mess of a race where the five took out like six horses by bumping the crap out of everybody. And then people thought that that horse shouldn't come down, which was wild to me too. Uh, you can't play bumper cars to get out. That's not allowed. Right, Colson? No, you can't do that. Uh, so yeah, like, but anyway... I'm excited for Del Mar to get back because we've been so hot there. And then Saratoga has been just either dead on or wildly wrong, which is really frustrating as well. But uh, hopefully we can get it going there. So I'm looking forward to just having a couple more weekends at Del Mar and Saratoga. Uh, And then the lead up to the Breeders' Cup, man. We are sub two months here from the Breeders' Cup. Can't wait to be at Santa Anita with all you guys, hanging out, having a good time. It's two months, right? Three months. I was like, that's not right. They're, They're there in November. Oh, okay. Well, two and a half. We'll call it two and, yeah. and a half months. So, so we're getting close to the Breeders' Cup. Can't wait to be out there, play BCBC BC with everybody, and uh, hopefully have a big old score out there as well. So excited to see what the rest of the horse racing year comes from. And I'm like, I think we're going to see some big two-year-olds this weekend and next weekend as well, because you want to set up for the end of the meet races for the two-year-olds here at both places. So excited to see what we have come out of the Fletcher Barn, the Baffert Barn, the Cox Barn if we get one, the Asperson Barn. So I'm, I'm excited to see the two-year-old races the next week too.
0: Big two-year-old
1: at Saratoga,
0: big two-year-old to Del a Big two-year-old on my lap right now. Make sure you go over to racingdudes.com. We have uh, previews for the big stakes races uh, during the week here, we don't have the video preview, but we do have the actual race previews there. Uh, we have the rankings right now for the top five older horses and the top five three-year-olds. And also, if you missed Blinkers off, Aaron and Jared had a great segment discussing Saratoga's uh, disastrous events during the Whitney Stakes weekend. They were there live, they talked about their experiences, and really vented their frustrations, so go check that out give it a listen and leave your comments down in the appropriate spot below uh mike and i will be back on uh yeah on thursday we'll be covering as long as you have power hopefully I'm by done. that point you're done I'm i know well we're done too we're wrapping things up right now we're going to woodbine I'm right good. king's plate day yeah we're going to woodbine we're definitely not doing them. we'll have a preview for the king's plate <laughs> uh courtesy of jdfox at youtube.com so check that out can you say goodbye Bye. Okay. Colson says goodbye. For Colson, uh, I'm Magic. Follow me on Twitter at Curtis Kellord. He is at some of them. 18, number one, number eight.
1: Corporate Overlords at Racing underscore dudes. Any final words, Mr. Zomich? Let's have some fun this weekend, baby. We'll be back on Thursday. i probably going back to Del Mar. I'm not going to lie. I, I still am not ready to go back to Saratoga because we're so damn close <laughs> to Del Mar. Maybe, maybe some Woodbine, most likely some Del Mar. There we go. All right. Well, we'll be back probably at Del Mar on
0: Thursday at 5 Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Make sure you check out Dudes Who Bet daily every Thursday through Sunday. Going to be changing up the format a little bit. It sounds like talking with Aaron, so uh, we'll change that up a little bit. But make sure you also go there and get our best bets for horse racing and baseball. We've been crushing it over on the site lately, so love to see you then. Until next time, I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. Good luck
1: this week.